Hello and welcome to Awaiting Prompt, the AI podcast, hosted by me, Mason Jones. And me, Nick Short. Each week we give an AI a series of story prompts. These could be genres, characters, plot points, and see what kind of story it comes up with. We're not writers and we're certainly not authors. We may need to give the AI a bit of direction along the way, but every single word is going to be entirely generated by an AI. We're just really interested in the technology, seeing what it can do, and having a laugh at the stuff that it can't. So if that sounds good, then tune in every Friday to Awaiting Prompt. This week on Awaiting Prompt, we are joined by a very special guest. We are joined by Joni, who is a junior videographer and video editor at Story94 with us here. Uh, and we will be exploring witches and wizards. And Matt, you're up first. Okay, chapter one. The shadows of the woods. Why do my stories always have the word shadow in it? The shadow man. Literally, it's always shadows. It was a late summer day in the small forest of Corinbrook, nestled between great pine trees and rolling hills. The sun was settling low in the sky, casting golden rays across the sleepy kingdom and painting its many sacred mountains a fiery orange hue. Its inhabitants moved about as if in a different time zone. <laughs> Slow, meticulous, and always in pairs. <laughs> I don't know. It sounds like a creepy version of a librarian. <laughs> <laughs> the people of Corinbrook were witches and wizards from long ago, where magic still graced the lands. They avoided contact with outsiders and kept their beliefs to themselves. The art of enchantment remained strong among those shrouded trees and mysterious plants that flourished around them. Their secret society shielded knowledge of their powers from any who could discover it. Bordering townsfolk, curious hunters, discarding their customs and rituals to prevent anyone from suspecting their presence. But they were there all along, invisible to most, but visible to those who believed and trusted in something greater than themselves. One such individual was Thalia Blackshire, <laughs> a young girl born into this hidden world by parents she never knew. From a tender age, she had been taught how to use her magical abilities to maintain order within the woods she called home. She mastered major elements such as fire and wind before her 13th birthday, proving herself a greater mage than those twice her age. Self-study and concentration proved Thalia's greatest ally in honing her abilities, something which made her an outcast amongst the village children, who simply wanted nothing more than to play beyond Corin Brook's borders. With their parents. <laughs> but Thalia accepted these differences maturely. If anything, she was grateful for them. Without them, she would have never come close to see what rested within these forests, a powerful and mysterious force which lingered beneath knotted tree roots, drawing near at nightfall with tendrils of darkness that reached towards soaring branches, encasing Corin Brook in shadows like some cruel cloak of nightmarish beings. Wow, that was a long sentence. Yeah. Thalia sensed this energy on several occasions when exploring beyond her village boundaries, but no matter how far she tried to venture, it seemed as though this unknown force lurked not far behind, watching waiting just out of sight Ooh. chapter two the dark wizard's arrival 
The sun had only just begun its descent behind the mountains when Thalia first felt a disturbance in the air. Her skin pricked and goosebumps rose up her arms as she sensed a presence drawing near to the village of unnatural power that threatened to put her beloved home in great danger. Instinct warned her not to draw nearer, so she found refuge atop a rocky hill that overlooked the woods for miles. As she scanned the vast expanse of the green, something caught her eye. A figure cloaked blacker than night heading towards Corinthbrook's borders, cloaked in a sinister aura of destruction. Just beyond the boundary, Thalia was too far to make out any details, but something about this figure sent shivers down to her toes. A vast darkness hummed over him like static electricity, similar to the force that had been lurking in the shadows, yet far more menacing. She could sense it wanted nothing more than to bring havoc and ruin upon her home and everyone within it. This is such a teen novel. <laughs> <laughs> it's very angsty, isn't it? Yeah. As if reading Thalia's thoughts, the figure lifted his arm and waved four fingers at her. Then he stepped back into the shadows and was gone before she could respond, as if he had never been there at all. Would this dark wizard bring death upon Coinbrook? What else might he want from them? What fate awaited them should he gain access? Suddenly an eerie voice called out from behind her. You know what's coming, <laughs> do oh, you not? Eerie. Frightened, Thalia spun around only to discover an old man with streaks of grey hair nearly white standing before her, wrinkled skin and wizen eyes penetrating deep into her soul as if he was capable of seeing right through it. He spoke again. He has come for you, young one. The one who brings fear and destruction with him wherever he goes. You must be wary. <laughs> For he won't stop until your kingdom is no more. Season two and the voices are getting better. <laughs> Thalia's heart <laughs> raced as these words. Did the old man possess some arcane knowledge that she lacked? Could he save them? Or would they have no chance against whatever the mysterious creature was? She took a steadying breath and asked, Who are you? What do you know? Please tell me what I must do. The man smiled kindly before introducing himself as Ralric, protector of Corinbrook for generations, and went on to explain how his ancient magic ties him deeply to this place, his life force intertwined with its very existence. He warned Thalia that a powerful dark wizard was on his way and urged her to lead anyone willing into the shelter of their village immediately, but not before bidding farewell to loved ones in case they should never meet again. Though frightened by his words, Thalia couldn't help but feel a sense of comfort knowing Ralric stood by them, understanding just how important their battle could be. Chapter 3 A Difficult Choice A sense of dread hung in the air as Thalia, Ralric, and the others emerged from their hiding place beneath the trees. The Dark Wizard had arrived. His magic was palpable and far more powerful than the old man had previously predicted. Even still, Thalia could hardly believe this was the same creature she had seen hovering in the shadows only a few days before. His dark clothes no longer visible to her untrained eyes, replaced with a murky shroud of nightmarish enchanted creatures that fluttered around him like a buzzing cloud. He moved with terrifying grace. As if possessed by some unknown force, his talons outstretched towards where Corinbrook lay ahead. Thalia knew there was no hope in fighting him head on. 
yet she refused to surrender her home without a fight, to simply stand aside and allow whatever evil he had intended to manifest upon her beloved village. Her thoughts raced between fear and bravery, between surrendering or standing firm, but it seemed the choice had been taken from her hands. For a powerful surge of energy suddenly erupted from within Raldric's chest, encasing them all in a soothing blue light which filled Thalia with courage and determination. The old man reached out his hand and spoke words of power so ancient even Thalia didn't understand them. <laughs> then he closed his eyes and prepared himself for what comes next. With one fell swoop, Raldric summoned forth ancient spirits of Corinbrook's past, their presence so powerful it caused an earthquake, stopping any who were unfortunate enough to make contact in their path. The dark wizard roared in pain as he stepped back from his, their magical shield, holding his bruised hands as though they pained him greatly. <laughs> oh, my hands! <laughs> Seeing this victory, however fleeting it may have been, gave Thalia momentary solace. But instead of celebrating the small triumph, Ralric addressed them wisely, his voice filled with exhaustion. We cannot defeat this enemy here. It may be our only hope to run. Run for your lives. <laughs> to see an old man scarfing through the forest. <laughs> and so it was that the people of Corinbrook found themselves fleeing from their homes, scattering across new lands, after leaving behind an empty kingdom bereft of childhood memories. As far as anyone knew, the ancient forest village no longer existed. While everyone thought that Corinbrook had been destroyed, <gasps> it remained safe beneath the great tree roots, cocooned within an eternal slumber, undisturbed by anyone who dared ventured too close for many years. That was until Thalia returned some time later as an adult. Breathless and determined to reclaim her home, she stood at the entrance, breathing in the sight. <laughs> she stood at the entrance, admiring the sight before her. Nothing had changed since she'd seen it last, and yet everything felt different now. For although her friends and family lived somewhere else, they'd never left behind their loyalty, nor love and devotion to the place they had all called home. A place that rose again, once restored, alongside its guardian angel, <laughs> Rolrick. <laughs> they changed his name. <laughs> it was Ralric. <laughs> no, it's Rolrick. <laughs> Rick Rolt. <laughs> <laughs> he made sure no harm would ever befall those woods again. There it's we a different go. bloke. <laughs> it's his brother. <laughs> Rolrick ran off and then Rick rolled again. Uh, yeah, that was oh, some proper good. teen fiction, that was. That was good. Gunman, have you got some titles? I do, yes. Um, Shadows in the Woods, The Dark Wizard's Arrival, A Difficult Choice, Thalia's Rising, The Coming of Corinbrook, Return to the Woods of Magic, The Guardian Angel of Corinbrook, Reclaiming the Kingdom of Enchantment, Secret Spells and Sorcery in the Woods. I think that's the best one. Brave Thalia's Journey Home. Not bad. None great. <laughs> Still, still a better love story than Twilight, though. Oh, savage. Yeah. So my prompt was to write the first chapter of a novel set in a world of witches and wizards that live in the woods. And then I kind of gave it prompts for each chapter. Uh, write the second chapter of this novel, introduce a dark wizard, and then um, write the third and final chapter featuring a difficult decision 
which results in a bittersweet ending and then include an epilogue. So the ending is the fact they all run away and then the mm. epilogue is actually comes back as an adult. That's nice. Yeah, so that was my story. Now on to our guest for the week, Joni. You're up next. A fierce gale blew through the night as two figures swept through the air, both cloaked in black robes and silhouetted by an ominously bright full moon. The silhouette of a wand pointed straight ahead and a cry echoed through the night. Let justice be done, the figure shouted out. On the other side of town, two more figures appeared, their cloaks a deep greenish hue. A loud laughter accompanied their appearance as they approached their enemy. It is time for us to take our rightful place at the top of this city. One of them spoke with confidence. Tonight, our magic will be paramount. The two sides faced each other, each ready to battle for supremacy. Thunder resounded in the distance as lightning illuminated their figures. As they moved closer to one another, both sides chanted ancient incantations in preparation for battle. It became swiftly clear who the victor of this fight would be. A fight for control over not just this town, but much more. The first spell was unleashed quickly. Both sides clearly experienced and trained in their magical abilities. Sounds like Pokemon. (laughs) (laughs) You just got a wizard in a little jar. (laughs) The black clad figure released a powerful wind spell, sending a surge of energy towards their opponents that was impossible to shield against. The force of the wind knocked its victims back and made them struggle to stay in the air. Oh, we've all been there, right? (laughs) (laughs) The other side may have felt intimidated by this display power if they had not prepared themselves just as well with their own spells. Willing themselves forward with determination, they retaliated with an intense flame spell that burned all across the sky before destroying its target completely. The fight continued with neither party gaining much ground until one figure yelled out an ancient word more powerful than anything had ever seen before. <laughs> Exanimous! <laughs> <laughs> A jarring light overflowed from this entity's wand and soon everyone felt powerless, paralyzed mm. by a force beyond mortal means. All hearts sank until finally, nothing happened. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. (laughs) No one was harmed or moved. (laughs) Sorry, backtrack. This is like a really powerful spell and white no no whiteness everywhere. And then (laughs) Silence filled the air, significantly crushing any hope of victory either side held on to for dear life. (laughs) He's holding on for dear life and nothing happened. Nonetheless, it seemed that something had changed. (laughs) Invisible restraints had been placed around each person's body, restricting movement. We were the fools all along. (laughs) She just paralysed everyone. (laughs) A binding curse preventing magical battles from taking place any further here on out. (gasps) As quickly as it had begun, it was over. (laughs) (laughs) Classic AI. Talks between the sides began slowly and painfully until finally (laughs) peace began to fill the atmosphere again as both witches and wizards agreed on terms that would benefit them equally going forward while still allowing their freedoms and magic powers to remain intact. (laughs) Was it slow and painful because they're all stuck where they are? (laughs) So they're like 20 feet away from each other? 
We're Jane. <laughs> yeah, we'll help. so long it's not even finished yet. <laughs> Allowing their freedoms and magic powers to remain intact without fighting or stealing control from each other ever again. <laughs> Peace had been restored in this city despite all odds against it. Though each individual sighed deeply in relief at having avoided this disaster during what could have easily been catastrophic use of their powers against each other, does that even make sense? No, not really. <laughs> Little did they know how far-reaching those implications were not limited only to themselves, but instead became widely known throughout multiple cities when the news quickly spread that peace between rival magical factions had been successfully achieved due to brave efforts from both sides working together towards mutual understanding rather than war. <laughs> Sounds like a business presentation. <laughs> It also seems like, you know, there's always that fear of like Terminators and like Skynet and they're going to kill, like AI is going to kill us all. I think the AI is trying to kill you by just not letting you breathe. Yeah. <laughs> As oh days my. and weeks passed, an uneasy but respectful truce fell between the witches and wizards and people finally began to feel safe again from harm. Of course, that doesn't mean all differences were forgotten. Old grudges still brewed underneath and complicated matters between them. But overall, a good-natured partnership blossomed as the more powerful beings of this world realised that they had no desire to continue destructive wars with one another. Peace had been achieved, with both sides understanding that their strength lay not in controlling each other, but in understanding and respecting each other's magic powers. Together, the two figures who changed the course of history for the entire city flew off into the night, never to reveal how it was done. <laughs> A reminder because they don't even know <laughs> nothing happened or did it. A reminder that sometimes real greatness can only be achieved by working together and using our own magic to make a better future for ourselves and all those around us. I love it. When the, I love it when the AI has got this like <laughs> it goes to like the moral high ground. Yeah, always. And then the titles were War of Witches and Wizards, Spellbound by Fate. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. A curse of binding powers, finding strength in understanding. Ooh. Peace at last, the tale of the witch and wizard. Power in unity, defeating the enemies of control and unveiling the hidden strength of magic. Not bad. The title is Ebinga. What was it? <laughs> Examin Examinus. 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 I just love that. Oh my and nothing God. happened. And nothing <laughs> happened. No one was harmed or moved. It, it was like the way that it was described. It was like someone had set a nuke off in the middle of this field, and then everyone just stood there like, "Great." It was just like a flashbang. It was just like, <laughs> <"Bing."> <laughs> as quickly as it had begun, it was over. <laughs> Very good. I love it. What was your prompt? Oh yeah. Oh, it was literally just write a 2,000 word novel about witches and wizards who fight for control. Not bad. That's re It's really, I love it when it's like, the broader you give it, the more the AI is just like, great, right? I'm going to do whatever I want. <laughs> right, my turn. Owen Carlyle could feel his stomach turning circles inside him as he pulled up to the party. As if facing 20 boisterous children wasn't terrifying on its own, he also knew that this was going to be a tough gig for him to pull off. After all, Owen was nothing more than a shitty children's party magician. <laughs> he had a few basic tricks up his sleeve, and barely enough magic to draw out a passing gasp from the crowd at best. He'd accepted the offer before he realised just how far out of his depth he was. The only reason he stuck it out without bolting away from the scene was because it paid well. 
But still, that knot in his stomach only ever grew tighter each time he parked himself outside some venue or another. That night, however, something unexpected happened. As Owen shuffled out of his car and began wheeling the box of props and materials behind him, something caught his eye that made him freeze in place. Not too far away on the street corner, there stood a woman in an outlandish outfit consisting of long draping fabrics and bright candy-coloured clothes. Essentially, she looked like something conjured out of a dream, or perhaps even a fairy tale. Even more strangely still, there seemed to be a glimmer of light dancing around her body, like little stars. Stars which began fading away as their eyes melt. What? That's horrifying. Oh my god! Stars which begin fading away as their eyes... I've misread this. Oh, okay. Stars which began fading away as their eyes met. Oh. <laughs> she walked closer towards him with an airy smile on her face. You do, your eyes do melt when you... If you're burned alive. Oh. Your eyes As melt. does the rest of your body. Yeah, like... <laughs> No, but it's in like they'll melt like they'll... usually before you die. Oh my god, that's horrific. Mm. From then on, those stars returned every time Owen saw her. Wherever he went, she seemed to follow, not too far behind. And on one occasion, literally stopping into thin air after spotting him for what felt like an eternity. That makes zero sense. <laughs> that day. Nor any other, Owen never got close enough to even speak to her aside from brief glances here and there, but it didn't take long until people around them started talking about this woman being an actual witch. One who had been living nearby for years, but no one dared get too close for various reasons, ranging from silly tales of wicked spells to absurd anecdotes about her magical powers being so powerful she could cause entire buildings to tremble when angered. The beautiful, mysterious woman was a witch known as Sela. Sela? Sela? <laughs> which meant pause or reflection in Hebrew. No one knew much about her past, and many believe she arrived at their small town out of a rainbow one day. <laughs> Though this was an obvious exaggeration, considering the fact that she was extremely down-to-earth and mature. Her olive skin glowed in the moonlight, and a kind aura lingered around her wherever she went. Despite her intimidating dress clothes, yes, intimidating dress code of candy-coloured clothing and occasionally exuberant behaviour, people never failed to feel both captivated and comfortable in her presence, as if somehow knowing, beyond what could be seen, that there was a soul who offered nothing but love, no matter the circumstance. Though Owen never managed to pluck up courage enough to properly talk with that enchanting woman, even these mere rumours were enough for his heartstrings to be tugged, as if by some mysterious force, as if telling him that all along this is who he had been waiting for, someone who wouldn't judge or condemn him for his shitty magical skills. <laughs> Dude, that's actually sworn. Yes! That's the that's first. Or condemn him for his shitty magical skills, but love and accept him regardless. Did you tell it to swear in the prompt? I didn't tell it to swear. <gasps> However, I did say that he was, quote, a shitty magician. Okay. So. Gotcha. But I'm proud of it. Respond. This is character growth. <laughs> His shitty magical skills, but love him and accept him regardless. Fast forward several months later, and much against all odds, they were now together. Oh, well. Oh, okay. <laughs> he didn't have the courage to like talk to her, but they're together now. Oh, open brackets. 
After having talked through many random encounters where the two shared long conversation under starlit skies, <laughs> close brackets, their beliefs coinciding, even in places most would least expect. It was obvious by now how, whenever they were apart, each pined deeply. So it was no surprise when Owen decided, much against social conventions, to invite that beautiful, mysterious witch into what was already deemed a failed engagement. <laughs> performing at a children's birthday party with said same lackluster showmanship abilities he possessed. It's just slamming on the poor guy. At first she seemed hesitant about taking part alongside him, yet once aforementioned magical forces took over, after a couple of performances something truly remarkable began happening. Her presence seemed to bring about added wonder and amazement onto those same stale tricks thus providing onlookers with true moments of pure magical bliss, rarely seen elsewhere whilst renewing Owen's faith in what had previously felt lost forever. That talent is not confined merely by technical skill set, but rather within hearts full of enthusiasm ready to flow and behold whatever comes their way. Whether literal magic. <laughs> yes. Whether mundane or beyond this realm, with open arms, lest love's beauty may be lost forever again. As time moved on, and through the very same birthday parties, he and Sella shared everything from random conversations about everyday life to weekend trips to other towns to explore new cultures together. And it didn't take long. New cultures, <laughs> like a town towns. over. <laughs> and it didn't take long before Owen realised that what had happened between them wasn't merely friendship, but instead true love blooming between two rather different people living seemingly different lives, determined to make it work against all odds. As they slowly began opening up more to each other, they found themselves growing increasingly close, both emotionally and spiritually, striving not just to share time together, but also stories of past, dreams for the future, or even secrets that have been so carefully kept from others for years on end. At the end, of every little adventure, whether close to home or far away, even amongst grandchildren's jumping about excitingly awaiting their next trick, Owen would always return home with a smile on his face, as if happy for simply having discovered, or rediscovered, someone as remarkable as Sella by his side. Now he truly knew why witches have always held such special place in legends told or bedtime stories read. Even if there are no magical spells in sight, all it takes is one moment and two willing hearts, so these precious tales may become truths after all. That's How really is that that's sweet. the best love story we've had? It yeah. wasn't even it wasn't It's even a shitty magician love, love story. <laughs> uh, I'm also gonna be honest, this was the least prompting Really? It took this was two prompts. Okay. So I started with write a short romance about a shitty children's party magician falling in love with an actual witch. Okay. And then the only other prompt I did was go into detail about the witch, her name, and how the how through these parties they began to fall for each other. And that was it. Wow. Everything else. Oh, good. I re that might be my favourite one. Of all time. Of all time. Oh, kicking off season two. Oh, wait, no, this is episode two, never mind. Kicking off episode two of season two. <laughs> no, best one, best one of the season so far. Yes. <laughs> what was that, the titles? So, we have All That Glitters Is Not Just Magic. 
For Love and a Spell, Sparks from Beyond, When a Misunderstood Witch Found Her Magician's Match, A Magical Love Story, parentheses, The Shitty Children's Party Magician <laughs> and The Witch. <laughs> oh my god. An Ordinary Man Who Found Love in the Most Unlikeliest of Places. I like all that glitters is not just magic. That's quite nice. So there you have it. Three wizard-themed stories. Thalia and her forest adventure, Exanimus and the spell that did nothing, and the shitty wizard and his witch wife. Thank you to our special guest, Joni, for joining us today. And next week, Nick and I are going to be tackling the prompt of holiday. That's everything for this episode of Awaiting Prompt. If you enjoyed it, then please leave us a review and make sure to subscribe so you can stay up to date with all future episodes.